Long ago, the world was under the control of the gods, both just and menacing. All things happened because the gods willed it. But then one day, the will of the gods disappeared, and man was left to his own devices. Many centuries have passed, and the gods' voices have been silent. But now, a new group of adventurers may stumble upon the secrets of the legends of the Forgotten Gods. What is up, guys? My name is Christopher Stolle. I am sorry I've been missing for a while. I usually play the character of Ferran Tectonolis. But today I will be taking over the DM roles for yet another one shot. And before we get into it, let's introduce the players. First and foremost, Mr. Argos Kirk. Hello, hello, hello. Good afternoon. Or was it evening? On which side? Anyway, hope everyone's doing good. Stay beautiful, people. The, and also the Kmart Gary, known as Barry Maxwell, with his wife. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Uh, good afternoon. Good morrow. Good wherever you are. I hope you're having a good day, and I hope you're having a good night. And, of course, last but not least, playing his favorite character, even after I warned that somebody will die tonight, playing Malachi, Mr. Zach. What's up? <laughs> hope you guys are having a nice day or evening it's still daylight where i'm at it's world it's worldwide broadcasting so yeah you never know it could be morning night noon well so, i'm saying afternoon where i'm at so you know it, it's it's an entertaining world we live in when you could think that one day somebody's going to be sitting here listening to this episode while they're fucking their girlfriend <laughs> That's romance right there. Or their friends' girlfriend. <laughs> or their friends' girlfriend. Or their friends' mom. And her girlfriend. Oh, wow. Or that's a rabbit the King hole. of France's wife. Talk about bro code violations. <laughs> Seriously. Hey, there was some major bro code violation in Nightfall, was, was there not, Kirk? Hmm? In the yeah. first season of Nightfall, there was some major bro code violation. <laughs> mm, don't remember. Anyway, I'm being called. I gotta help out the grocery. Well, while he's I'll be right up... back, I gotta attend the groceries with my mom. Oh, darn right, it. Let, let him attend the groceries, and while he does, I'll make this joke. Yes, there has been a lot of Broco violations, including the last episode of Legends of the Forgotten Gods, where I hear that somebody took a purple worm and shoved it up Seymour's butts. <laughs> <laughs> so. No. All he right, wanted so we'll... to, but he wasn't there. <laughs> well, Plus, also, the purple worm's like 50 feet long. I'm sure it could fit into Seymour's butts. God. It depends. <laughs> Seymour butt could take any form he wants. Hey, a little lube goes a long way. Imagine if he turned into a five-headed dragon. Oh, God. I think I had a girlfriend that had one of those in her fucking dresser drawer. Came in three speeds, slow, medium, and who needs a Malachi? <laughs> I'm back. Uh, We're back glad you're back. <laughs> it's funny. I always play the moody characters, yet I'm the goofiest guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
They came out with a new Mountain Dew flavor where it's three Mountain Dews in one. Yeah, I've had it. It's disgusting. I th- I think it's amazing. It's Code Red, Voltage, and Whiteout. Yeah, I know, oh, but it, it, red, white, and blue. I like it. It tastes like gummy bears to me. I it, also like so this weird. one. That one's good. Yes. I actually drank so many of these one time while we were playing D and D. I actually puked afterwards. <laughs> Mountain Dew and Funyuns, those are staples of the uh, sitting in at the table D and D. Whenever I actually had like a my friend, well, I'm not even sure if I can call them friends anymore because they don't talk to me much anymore. My original group that I was trying to run this session with, I always ordered them pizza. Oh, you were you were a DM that actually ordered things for your players? Fuck yeah, my- I go. I ordered from a place called Fox's Pizza, and they had a square box of pizza that had like twenty four slices, and I ordered two of those. My last, my last actual live action, you know, tabletop D and D sessions. My DM made us not only bring the food, but we had to bring food for him, like we were doing him a favor. But then you guys also had to travel to his house, didn't you? Yep. See, the one time uh, I was really excited to play, and my friend said like he didn't have much gas, and he wasn't going to get paid till next week, and I fucking gave him gas money to come over. See, I, that's cool. I mean, I imagine I never I never was a DM myself. Uh, my first DM experience was the last one-off that we did. Oh. That was my first ever time DMing. You know, so this would make it number two. That's how special I am. But I mean, uh, you know, I would never think of like asking my player. Like I might ask you guys to bring snacks or sodas, you know, just communally. But I would buy dinner. You're at my house. I would buy dinner. Right. Or if a friend John, whenever he DMs, because he was doing his own little thing where I was playing as a dragonborn paladin named uh, Dagon. After the Skyrim Daedric Lord. But he would either... He'd always make, like, spaghetti and have a loaf of bread with butter. And my girlfriend, she didn't play with us, but she always was there because I didn't have my driver's license at the time. I was 21 whenever I got my driver's license, so everyone knows. (laughs) Not that everybody needed to know. (laughs) But hey, I... I still have my very my first car, and I've had it for almost three years now. Nice. It's just only broken down on me twice. But yeah, that like I was saying, like as a DM, like if I'm inviting you to my house, of course I'm going to feed you guys. If a player couldn't make it, I don't know if I would have given gas money, but I at least would have given a ride. Like, okay, I'll come pick you up. You I know? mean, like he's like 15, 20 minutes away from my house, and I and two of the players lived at my house. Mm. And he was also supposed. He also had to bring our other player because his car was broken down. The point. The and point. He was on the way. The point being is, I I can't imagine being a, a player or a DM that wouldn't do that for their players. You know, in, right? In and then because I mean, the way I've always looked at like the tabletop sessions is like not. It's not just a bunch of people getting together to play a game, but you know, it, just like any other type of uh, team oriented sport if you will or activity you know you, you guys are a team so you always try to look out for one another you know what i mean that, that le- that's right. my thought process i don't know if that's something that everybody else should would share or should share just that's the way i've always looked at it is 
we're not just game session players. We're 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 a team. We're brothers or sisters or whatever. So right. we look out for one another. Oh yeah, you want to hear something funny about my last group? Uh, we had That's a half elf bard, and his brother was Gallagher. Uh, but also the comedian Gallagher or the one we're dealing with Gallagher. The one you're dealing with Gallagher. I hate Gallagher. But his oh, thing was I, I, should, I should do it right. I should do it right. I hate Gallagher. But hey, Gallagher was one who was there with you. I mean, yeah, he was there to deal with the Minotaurs with you guys, right? Nope. I don't think so. Nope. He showed, I'm the one that killed all the Minotaurs. Oh, no, he saved, I think you guys convinced him to stay behind or something. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because we didn't want him around. <laughs> but he was supposed to be supervising your guys' mission. He just got in the way. No, the first time we met Gallagher, uh, really met Gallagher, was the tournament when we took on uh, Malachi Gallagher and uh, Angela, where, where Debaj, you know, fell in love after kicking yeah, but hey, they were, they gave <laughs> you guys a bit of a challenge, didn't they? Not Gallagher. He was the first one down. But <laughs> hey, uh, don't forget, he also knocked Gary out of the tournament. Which is why we hate Gallagher. <laughs> also, you guys were dicks, because as soon as I walked away from the camera, you guys were all like, all right, we need to always team up on Malachi. Assessing the situation, Malachi was the biggest threat. Also, I was really hyping him up like through other NPCs. Mm-hmm. So he was the biggest threat. Debaj wanted to bone Angela, and nobody liked Gallagher. So you know, we, and, we, how we had to handle it. And I actually almost dropped Jarrell with Malachi, where I got him the one hit point. See, that that's a problem within this group, That I think. You know, uh, Debaj was a, was a above-average character till he died. Ferran throughout his history has been an above average character. Most of the characters in this group are and Gary's crew are above average, but Jarrell's damn near godlike. <laughs> <laughs> Why you think season two, there's been a couple of guys that have given Jarrell like nervous were, you know, the first time you guys meet Zachy Chan and Jarrell's like Okay, we've hit Seymour with everything we've got, and he's still standing. And this is his boss. Yeah, I did like Jarrell's uh, reaction to uh, to fighting Seymour Butts and, and realizing maybe maybe Debaj wasn't as crazy as, as Jarrell thought, because even Jarrell thought that Seymour would be a hell of a lot weaker than he was. <laughs> And like yeah. earlier off camera, when Debaj faced him one on one, he thought it was Malachi, and Debaj has beaten Malachi. <laughs> yeah, and I also had Seymour Butts a lot weaker fighting you one on one, as in he had a lot less health. Yeah. See, the mountain players that are fighting this guy is how I is how I determine what their health is going to be if it's going to be like a homebrew villain. I treat all creatures that way. Taking consideration the last uh, one shot that I did as we're wait, still waiting for Kirk to return, uh, I threw fucking skeletons at you guys. Skeletons on average have like what eight hit points? I think twelve. Eight or twelve hit points. 
I threw skeletons at you, but I, I, I homebrewed shit to it to fit the crew that was there. That's why they all of a sudden were like morphing into other skeletons and becoming stronger. And until I thunderwaved them off the ship, right? And then I brought in the merfolk, <laughs> the mermen. Come back. Thank you for waiting, guys. Who were actually, yeah. if we want to be technical, they weren't merfolk. They were Sahagan. Were they kind of like the little the people from Pirates of the Caribbean movie that were on the Dutchman's crew? No, they were like Final Fantasy out out to see the green creatures that jump on the boats. I've only played the Final Fantasy game with the crystal. Okay. Look it up one day. They were called Sahagans. Okay. See, that's what I was picturing whenever you were talking about fish folk, like the motherfuckers from the Flying Dutchman ship. No, I wasn't meeting those people. You know, the half-dead fucking crab walking. Hey, that would have been badass, though, with them guys having skeleton armor. It would have, but but no, the skeletons and, and the Sahagans... Low level creatures, not high le- uh, hit points, but knowing the crew I was throwing them against, I had to give them an advantage to give you guys a challenge, and that was okay. They're easily to not they're easy to knock down, but every one you knock down strengthens two others. Yeah, you know? it backfired on you in the ride. Just said thunder wave. Did it backfire on me? Well, that's whenever you threw the black dragon thing at us. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I say. Did it backfire on me? <laughs> and then I was trying to do Malachi's teleportation, which I should have said divine unable to be interrupted teleportation. Yeah, that means still DM couldn't interrupt it. Wanna bet? You weren't even say it cannot be interrupted. You 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 were not in the real world at that time. There ain't nothing that, that could have stopped me from interrupting it. I could have had, to, I could have had the DM himself show up with a dungeon master guidebook and smack you in the back of the head and say, "No, that's not happening." <laughs> <laughs> well, but, you were the dungeon master. That's right. So it would have been funny if Chris would have showed up with a DM guide and just smacked Malachi in the back of the head and said, "No, that doesn't happen," and then disappears. <laughs> oh, <darn. laughs> Where everybody else is just standing around. Who the fuck was that? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Did I just get hit by God? So I will give the DM of the last episode an opportunity here. How long has time passed since the Battle of the Purple Worm for these guys? I'm assuming they're still in the tower, but they're resting. So give me a time frame of since the battle to where I start the campaign. As in, like, are we... What do you mean by... I'm assuming they're in a chamber resting and trying to recuperate from the battle before they move on into the tower. Alright, uh, that'd actually be up to the players how long they want to rest for before entering to level number two. I mean, a long rest, you know? Yeah. yeah. yeah Alright, will... so we'll just say, like, Three days, then. Three days in that one chamber? Boy, that'll smell. <laughs> it smells a little funny in here. All right, so... And just... Hella's nowhere to be found, so Argos, what'd you do to Barry? What'd I do to Barry? <laughs> Barry's right there. It smells funny in the room. Well, I don't know. Check Malachi's shoes. I wear sandals. Oof. Malachi's not wearing shoes. 
Max, okay, he just uh, shut off camera and went uh, went mute. There's probably Umbra. Umbra again? God damn it. Yeah, Umbra's with the guys, too. Okay, I just wanted to make sure we didn't lose him. All right, there he is. You there? Barry, on the stall, tell us where Argos touched you at. What? I said, on this little doll, point to where Argos touched you at. Right. It's really disturbing that that little doll is a representation of fucking uh, Jarrell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Jarrell doll. Since when Argos and Barry are just doing it? Holy shit. Calm down. Well, because I heard uh, Chris, uh, Chris Warren, Chris says this smells funny in here or something. Well, three days of three guys healing wounds. No showers, dude. No showers and pissing uh, and shitting in a corner. I imagine it smells pretty pretty rank in this damn. room. Damn, well, man. So. Okay, I took it the wrong way then. <laughs> yeah, I was you thinking did. about super troopers whenever uh, those guys were locked up inside the, inside the truck for so long. Ah. Uh, well, as you guys are, are healing and, and settling down for a breakfast on the third day, um... You start hearing kind of a knock at the door. Who is it? Oh, um, I didn't realize anybody was in here. Um, 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 question. Are any of you named Argos or Barry? That depends who's asking. Uh, I'm asking, of course. Who are you? The person my mother named. What is your name? <laughs> Stranger. Oh, oh, I'm so sorry. I, see, the way I was raised, you never give your name without being face-to-face and shake hands properly. I'm gonna, like, have Argos, you open the door, I'm gonna stand on the other side of the door with my long sword out. Fair enough, I open the door cautiously. All right, you open the door, and what you see before you is an elderly man with a sliding back uh, hairline. Basically, not necessarily like the Hulk Hogan horseshoe shape yet, but it's sitting there. (laughs) Uh, Spectacle glasses sliding off his nose, uh, horn-rimmed. And he's dressed in a purple magician's robe with yellow stars and moons down the trim of the uh, sleeves and the uh, front of the robes. Carrying uh, a bag in one hand, contain, uh, some content, heavy content, in this burlap sack. And in the other hand, he's carrying a, uh, a book. He looks very disheveled, but his eyes are bright blue and his smile is beaming. He is extremely oh. friendly. And as you he open the door... sounds like a sweet old man. As you open the door, he quickly puts the burlap sack uh, into the hand that's holding the book... Pops out his hand and says, oh, hello, my name is Corbin. How are you? Oh, hello, uh, I'm Margos. It's a pleasure to meet you, Corbin. I'm fine. Excellent. He quickly turns around to Barry. Oh, a cleric. Perfect. Corbin, how are you? Yes, I'm doing fine. My name is Barry, but you can call me Barry. Excellent, excellent. Then he turns to Malachi, and there's almost a sharp little, like if this was an anime as he looks at Malachi, a little sparkle dings in his eye. And he goes, oh, I'm so happy to meet you. My name is Corbin. 
You know my family, the Harpels. Does he know the Harpels? The Harpels are a very eclectic but famous wizarding family throughout many of the different realms of the universe. They are mainly known in Faerun, the Forgotten Realms. They are also known for very, very advantageous in magical inventions, including a waterfall that flows backwards. And a part horse, part frog that is known as a puddle jumper. Huh. huh. Corbin. Puddle. I believe I knew your great-grandfather. Oh, yes. Yes, he's still alive and well, by the way. You should come visit. He loves tea time with you. Yeah, we're going to have to do that once we deal with the situation in my home realm. Ah, that's exactly why I'm here. And he quickly oh. goes over to where you guys have your camp set up, sets down the bag. Which also, just saying now, since we're in level two, it's right now it's a foresty kind of area. Okay. Well, he finds a little stump that you guys were using as a table. He sets down the bag, bag, and it has a very heavy clunk sound when it hits the ground. And he opens up the book, and he's searching through the pages, frantic, frantic. A little bit of the hair starts wisping in front of his face, and he tries to brush it away and winds up smacking his glasses three uh, three feet over. You know, Harvey, but he, do, you need me, do you need any help? Huh? Oh, no, no, I'm fine. And he continues to flip through the book and flip through the book, and then finally he finds the page. Aha! He turns around, and he looks at you guys and says, how would you like to go on an adventure? An adventure? Uh, aren't we already taking part of adventure? Oh, this adventure can wait. They, I've got something that's much more important. And he quickly goes into the bag and he pulls out what looks like a dagger. But it's made completely of stone. And this is long... an ancient dagger, isn't it? I want to roll a history check on it. Okay, go ahead. Dirty 20. Dirty 20? Uh, yeah, this, this, this dagger has traveled throughout many of the different realms for people that are familiar with the, the fact that, uh, the realms of, of, well, for meta gaming purposes, the realms of D and D all exist in, in their own planes. And it's almost like a circle with a center hub. Uh, the center hub is known as the lost realm and it interconnects with all the other different realms, Faerun, Kryn, this world and all the above. Ravenloft, all that, all the above. So there is an intersectionality to it that allows for artifacts like this particular artifact to be able to travel from plane, plane of existence to plane of existence to plane of existence. This dagger is ceremonial. It was never used as an actual weapon. It has very ancient scrawled uh, runes written down the blade. Even without doing an arcana check, you could tell that there's powerful magic on this dagger, but this dagger is ceremonial, and it's ceremonial for one particular purpose. Oh. And that is to transfer life from one to another. Basically, immortality. At the cost of. The trade of one life for another. Correct. Mm. Oh, is now, this what the old man tells us, though? This is what this is what Malachi knows of it. And the last he knew, if he knows his history well enough, the last he knew, the last name that this dagger was known as was the dagger of the uh, stone of the protector. 
The stone of what? The protector. Huh. All right. So, Corbin holds up the, the, the dagger, the stone of the protector, and says, You need this. Yes, we do. To defeat Zaki Chan? To defeat everything that is coming. Zaki is only the beginning. And if you can't get past the beginning, how will you ever reach the ending? But we have a mission here at the tower. Oh, we are in the Feywilds. Don't you know how time works here? Yeah, Argos, I told you before we even got there. It's pretty much our world's in the frozen, it's like frozen in time right now. There is a bigger Hmm. threat than Zaki Chan that is happening outside of the Feywilds right now. That if you do not handle it, it will affect not only the Feywilds here, but everything that you are try, uh, trying to achieve in this realm now. Who is this threat? I cannot speak their name. But I know see. that you three are destined to us. So is Gotham still present? Well, not Gotham. Is uh, uh, Umbra still present or is he like sleeping the whole time? He has no idea what's going on. <laughs> He's dreaming about large women. What name, is your name again, wizard? Name, name the reference. Come on, name the reference. Large. Tom Ren, Game, Game of Thrones. No. Uh, uh, Princess Bride, when, uh, when oh, Wesley yeah. knocked out uh, Andre. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, now I remember. <laughs> I, I, I don't remember room. much of the Princess Brides. Blasphemy, uh, watch it again. Blasphemy, <laughs> pass. The, uh, the dagger for a second, you're referencing the movie Freaky with Vince Vaughn. No, 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 no. No, no, the dagger The dagger's a homebrew creation. If it, if it has any... Uh, 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 similarity to a- any other type of pop culture or something like that is completely coincident- coincidental because uh, I was thinking this up. I was thinking this up for the story arc itself. I created this MacGuffin for the story that we're going to be going on. <laughs> yeah. Well, we are in the Feywilds, as you say. Time moves differently. All right, uh, Wizard. What is your name again? Corbin. Corbin Harpel. But oh. Corbin, take us to where we where we need it. Well, I can't take you anywhere, but what I can do, and almost like a Dr. Strange, he reaches behind him and almost like a Dr. Strange circular motion, he rips open the fabric of time and space into a circular portal into another dimension that you guys now see is very dark, purplishly lit. Are we going to Nithelheim? Oh no 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 no! This is this is the home realm of. Well, you'll find out. The fact of the matter is, is take the stone of the protector with you. Traverse the mazes of this abyss, and when you reach the center, you will find where the stone is most needed, and then you must find the courage to do what is necessary to stop. What is to come? All right, so one of us is gonna die. I volunteer Umbra. Oh no 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 no! Umbra has nothing to do with this. Gosh darn it! So That's... one of us has to die. I didn't say it had to be one of you. Hmm. 
But to work the protector, one must die for one to be resurrected. I don't plan on. I think we're bringing the Baj back. Yep. We volunteer Faye Run for the Baj. That is straight fucked up. Ron ain't even near you, and you're gonna sacrifice. <laughs> 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 that is straight. Yeah, I know. You know when the when Ferran comes back, I know who he's going to turn around and take his hate out on now. <laughs> <laughs> just, I just wanted to see your reaction. <laughs> wow. You know what? Even the Bosch says. That's oh, guys, I'll, I got. I'll be right back. All right. All right. <laughs> Even the says that's fucked up. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> Hey, let it be known that the Baj is a well-loved character. <laughs> yes, I, actually, actually, since we're on another quick second break, I'm actually surprised not only from the the players but some of the uh, viewers how beloved the Baj was. Like, I'm thoroughly shocked at uh, at the reaction to the Baj's death by people. Well, yeah, it's like, man. Yeah, he but... made force. He was, you know, he was. It's like you killing off a character from season one, then got a new character taking his place. You'd be like, "Damn it, bring back Derek Shepard," you know? Oh, damn, 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 damn. Since I've been watching a lot of NCIS, it's funny that you mention shit like that when people reappear that you thought were dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. So, what do you think about uh, Argos blasting his way out of a? inside of a purple worm i think that i think argo should be joining the baj in the afterlife <laughs> you shot a fireball in an enclosed space with you in it <laughs> yep yep i i calculated damage and i did survive with little hp but otherwise very badass yeah so i'm basically covered in smoke Charcoal, acid, bite marks, you know. Okay, I'm back. <laughs> well, you ever see Sphayron and everybody else like, where the hell you guys been? <laughs> well again, that that again, that's why I uh I was nice enough to uh give you guys a couple days rest because I, I knew you went through hell before starting this adventure. But as you uh, walk into the uh the open gateway that Corbin has opened for you. He stands at the arch as you guys walk through. You turn around, you look at him. He says, it is in the center of this web that you will find destiny. And am I seeing all the universes connected in the web? No. In a web-like structure? You're in picture, if you will. Uh, let me let me kind of paint this out a little ways. You you remember uh, the giant spider in the Lord of the Rings? Yes. The caves yeah. that uh, that she dwelled in and all the webs. Shelob. Yeah, Shelob. That was her name. I couldn't think of it. Picture that, but the webs are interconnected to many different depictions of suffering and hell and death. This is a level of hell. This is the abyss. So we're inside oh. hell. Well, actually, uh, perception rolls with advantage for Maxwell and maybe Malachi because they I are characters. A, I rolled a natural 19, so that would be like... 
25. Okay. Okay. Um, can I roll per, uh, for perception? You can you can roll it, but you you don't get advantage. Uh, I'm giving to people that have religious background advantage. Ah, got right. it, got it, got it. 26 with the advantage. Uh, dirty 20. All right. Um, 12. All right. Well, the other two can describe this to you, but you you pretty much yeah. out where you're at. You're in Number the where the you're world. in the demon web pit. Home to the Spider Queen, Loth. Okay. By the gods, we're... Yeah, someone's gonna die here today. It's gonna so, be all of them. So, you're standing on a, on a uh, platform that uh, only goes off into one direction... And the, the bridge work of it, which is made to resemble, like, webbing from a spider, um, you can see that there's transversing uh, bridges above and transversing bridges below. Off in the far distance, you see what appears to be, like, a tower-esque castle. Seems to be kind of in the center of where you guys need to go, but what you see... You could tell you have to traverse up and down and, and many different ways to get it's not a straight run to this castle. You have you have to figure out your way through it. And oh through your own perception, I'll give this to you in your own perceptions. You could see that uh, a lot of the passageways are very well guarded by many, many creatures, especially that look like they have the body of a spider, but also uh, the front part of the of the body would be the body of what looks humanoid, like a like a spider uh, centaur, like a part man, part spider. Yes. Huh. I was thinking from that th that thing from Spy Kids. I was like part monkey, part spider. No, this is this is actually D and D lore from the Forgotten Realm. Since we are in the Demon Web Pit, these are driders. These are drow who displeased the 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 spider queen and were deformed into part spider part drow mindless uh creatures that oh, now have six no oh, yeah that have that have the uh the the eight legs but also six arms carrying weapons and they have no rationality or humanity left to them they are mindless slaves to the spider queen and they're all around. So you know traversing this, you're going to be running into them. But they don't even hide the fact that they're there. They are there. Hmm. Do they well, see Malachi it? did not bring his shield. Does Argos have an extra shield? Uh, well, you could have my old one. Okay, I'll take the shield. I'm, I'm, I could be able to help you with that. Maxwell, let me ask you a question of your character. Yeah. Uh, Barry, uh, what is his alignment? His alignment? Um, oh I believe he's neutral good. Neutral good? Mm -hmm. All right. You're not as affected as badly as I thought you would be. Uh, specifically because of the fact that you are a, a, a cleric, the pure evil of this place does give you a, a sickening feeling in your stomach. You do find yourself at times having a hard time concentrating because of the overwhelming oppressiveness of this, of this area, of this realm. 
but because you are neutral good you are able to still steal yourself it's just something that you're going to be dealing with from time to time especially as you get closer to the tower like demonic adhd basically basically yeah you know you you know that oppressive feeling when you walk through a cemetery in the middle of the night and you are the type of person that you know leaves the night light on because you're afraid dracula might come out from under your bed <laughs> that type of thing. gotcha okay all right so what do you guys want to do you're you're so, staring at uh, adventure all right what are we staring at again how many corridors are they it's not corridors they're open air they're all so open it's- but it's open air bridges that are above below like if you want to traverse to uh to a lower level jump if you want to traverse to a higher level i hope you have a rope and hook there there, there is no like stairwells or otherwise it is literally just intercrossing sections of of web like bridges hmm uh, how tall is it the web uh with wise you can march uh four people abreast so four people side by side could could walk mm-hmm. comfortably uh with wise as far as height from one to the other you're you're talking about a good 30 to 50 feet mm, all right because i have a rope that's 50 feet long okay but do we have a hook? Uh, yeah that's the question do we have a hook um is there something around i can make a makeshift hook I will do a devil's bargain with you, Argos. All right. I will either allow you to already have a hook in your pack or be able to find enough stone or or something that is strong enough to be a hook. But it will cost you a uh, critical role at some point later of my discretion. So in other words, twenty, I make you re-roll it. <laughs> that actually sounds genius. I'm gonna start doing that. Just like I also start doing random encounters. <laughs> mm-hmm. Go for it, you know what? I have a better idea. I'll use my shield I was about to give to Malachi. Give me that, and I'll hey. tie it, and I'll just use like a frisbee and throw it up there. I have a shovel we might be able to make into a hook. You have a shovel? Yep. We could use that. Okay, here's your shield back. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, worried about taking away their uh, crit, huh? <laughs> yeah, no, here's the thing. A crit can mean life and death. <laughs> but I'm just saying go for it because he might just take it away from you on death saving throw and then you can just roll another natural 20. Yeah, I would the odds of that. I, I wouldn't use it as a as saving throw. I would when when uh let me clarify the bargain. Two things. One, I will allow this bargain to anybody. So not not just Argos. I'll throw it to anybody if Argos doesn't want to do it. No, I'm not. I would not use it on a on a death save at all. That that that's too cruel for it. But like you have an attack that crits, and I negate it by making you roll it again. That would be the devil's bargain. What the hell is that? It wouldn't be something where it's like your character's going to die if you don't roll this final death save. I, I would, I'm not that kind of a dick. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, it's like, it's, 
for I'm pretty sure we can make some a makeshift something here. Hmm. I have a knife. I'm gonna grab how many torches I have in my pack actually. How is that noise? It is. Are you kidding? I'll be right back. Right again. I'm gonna check on how many torches my score pack has. Because <laughs> you know. Sounds I love good, start. but the same thing. I love the fact yeah. I got you guys so nervous already. You're like, wait, wait, wait. You want to take away crit, crit rolls? No, 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 no. Scrubbing the walls. Okay, I have 10 torches. No, I was trying to figure out, out what the noise was. Okay, so this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to grab at least like two. Tor how many torches do I need to make a hook? I think like uh, two torches, like if I break it. All right, but I will tell you this much. You're talking about wood torches. Yeah, wood torches and like kind of hold them together. Like hey, cutting Argus, a piece. No, everybody weighs 190 pounds soaking wet. Here's the other thing, too. I have a couple of things in my artisan's toolkit. Oh? That would actually be worth Well, this set of artisan's tools and. I think there's some blacksmith tools in here. Let me look. Uh, oh, smith's tools. Okay, cool. You have an artisan tool kit or, or, or a blacksmith kit? Um, that'd be smith's tools. So that that is a um, that would be an artisan tool. The so smith's tools are let's see. Smith's tools include hammers, tongs, charcoal, rags, and a whetstone. Uh, so probably I could like use use like a hammer, and then just like use the the hook side of it to like and tie a rope on that, tie a rope on the handle, and then just like throw it over, and then get up on that. You could try that. Or we can always just fight our way through. I mean, I mean like actually like getting up onto like a higher level because the objective is to reach top or bottom that's the question the objective is to reach the tower in the center yeah. tower in the center and that is up or down that's in the center of this whole entire demonic web but everything kind of crisses and crosses one thing ends another thing begins that's why i said there's no direct path you can't just walk one one bridge to the tower you've got to traverse and figure out ups and downs and jumping to the sides or whatever else well, it's not a direct well, it's not a direct walk remember that the the spider for the people that know who the spider queen is she is an agent of chaos so everything about her is chaotic including this realm anything that would make logical sense wouldn't work. Oh, why do these people have to be so weird with making their realms? Hmm. No, whenever we meet the Spire Queen, I'm gonna ask her that. <laughs> <laughs> why do you guys have to complicate <laughs> Yeah, why do you have to make it so complicated, Vizzy? I just came for a cup of tea. Did your daddy not love you? <laughs> I don't know who my well, father is. Well, you gotta is. be so introvert. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like people out. Of his, 
of his celestial parent was wiped clean of his thoughts. <laughs> so, all right. So then the action. Then what I'm going to do is just fight the two. How many spider dudes are in front of us? None right now. You're you're standing on a on a kind of like a sheer face of a cliff, about to go down in, and the only bridge in front of you is clear for at least forty or fifty uh, feet that you could see. But within 20 feet, you could see that there is a bridge above. And if you look over the sheer face of the cliff, you could see another 60 feet. You could see another uh, crisscrossing bridge below. Okay. All right. Maybe um, we just could... go straight. Yeah. Before we go straight, though, could I send my familiar to scout the area? Sure. All right. I shall send my owl. And hey, what's to... the max range again? Uh, I believe 120 feet. 120 feet. You could find four or five different directions to go, none of which really show as of yet uh, the best path to the tower. What you do see at 120 feet is about 80 feet in the bridge that you are starting out on ends. So you will have to choose a different direction from that point. This reminds me of the labyrinth. (laughs) <laughs> I'm the almighty all right. trash heap I know it's Fraggle Rock but fuck it It still works it's all Jim Henson <laughs> um, Down right. So making sure the We're going to walk in this bridge the Path ends we have, we have to turn either left or right After that You have to go up or down after that uh, Alright Either way it goes left or right But it's uh, it. you have to uh, Traverse to another bridge Man, Got if there it. was four of us, I'd say two goes up, two go down, but. You're in the center of chaos. You really want to split up? <laughs> <laughs> I That's am different. half god. Yeah, but you're only half. In the realm <laughs> of awe. That spider queen ain't got nothing on me. Okay. <laughs> Okay, I changed my mind. That Baylor did kill me. Well, actually, no, the fall killed me. It wasn't the fall, it was a sudden stop. <laughs> I heard that before. Yeah. Where was that from? Reference. It's from reference. I've always used it, so I don't know. It might have been something I've heard somewhere before. But, uh,. uh... Anyway, so you guys are going to traverse to the end of this bridge and then see what goes yes. there? All right. As you come to the edge of the bridge, you see something very, very peculiar. You see a drow whose half his body is embedded into the stonework of the bridge. Well, that sucks to be him. Think of, think of the movie Aliens when you went into the Aliens... Uh, 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 nest and you saw like people kind of like gooified cocooned into the the, the the walls and shit like that mm-hmm. that's how this guy is but what's weird about it is you could see his red eyes are open and he is breathing he is in agony but he is breathing and alive what language does he speak drow no common he speaks common he thinks it's beneath him, but he speaks common. I will speak drow to him. All right. 
What do you say to him? The hell happened to you? I displeased the Spider Queen. I will make note not to displease her when the riot go over there for tea. Ah, so you go to confront the Queen. Whenever I say tea, I mean actual Malachi pulls up a, bo a, a glass teapot and some teacups. I hope you poison it. You want me to poison the Spider Queen, your queen. Do you know nothing of the drow? I have suffered under the Spider Queen in life through her matriarchs, and I suffer now as part of this bridge. Bring her death and bring Is there a way to free the drow? Oh, you could try, but it probably wouldn't be pleasant for him. How would we... Hey, Barry, do you still have that shovel? Yeah. Let's dig him out. He's embedded in stone. Shovel can't cut through stone. No, oh. no, do not. Do not free me. There you go. Do you want me to free your head from your body? That would be great, but I think there is another drow deeper into the uh, towers that could use your help long before I need it. Can you point us in the direction? He yeah, looks okay. directly at the tower. Can you point us onto the next road that we need to take to get to the tower? When last I traversed it, it was two up, three over, three down. And then follow the final one. But three over in which direction? Left or right? To the left. Great like, adventurers always go left. I've always gone right. That's probably why I fell down the hole once. That's why you are not a great adventurer. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Snap from a half man. If I wasn't a nice guy, I'd, I'd slice your head off where it stands. If you were, yeah, okay. Scott, you would not be standing in the demon web pit. Touche. Damn, my guy's pretty dark. Are you sure you're good? <laughs> yes. If I was evil, I'd cut his head off. You I kind of want to. <laughs> just offered to do so. <laughs> yeah! But, that, but I offered to, and he rejected. Now, if I would just done it without even asking, that would make me probably chaotic evil. It's context, though. You said it in a way like, damn, man. I feel like you're too bloodthirsty. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wanted like, to free him somehow. I think you should offer, would you like some peace? Would you like some tea? No, peace, not tea. <laughs> I know you said peace. But I want to offer him tea. Hello? I mean, I would not be opposed to a nice glass. Here you go. Argos answers his phone. One moment, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> Damn telemarketers even down here in the Demon Web's pit. Are they asking about your horse's extended warranty? No, but what they are asking. <laughs> I'm gonna stop the recording here. We'll we'll pick back up. Take a quick break. It's my daughter calling. Okay. All right. Our and this minotaur is pretty fucking big, actually. That's what she said. 
Yeah, it's an OSHA violation uh, for what happened to that Jarrell. <laughs> <laughs> we might have, we might have to call Niosh as well. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So sorry about that. We are back. Uh, my daughter decided to call me from Florida. So. Uh, yeah. Oh, she's lucky. She lives in Florida. No, she's not. Sure, she, hurricanes. She, she shouldn't be living in Florida. Nobody should be living in Florida. America's penis. Nobody should be living there. My older, my older sister lives in Florida, Pensacola, Florida. Yeah, I don't, I don't know where my daughter lives in Florida yet, because the mother hasn't decided to tell me. It's one of the many reasons why I disappeared for a couple of weeks. But we are handling the spider uh, demon web pit. And you guys have just gotten your first bit of information, kind of an up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, A, B, select, start type. Uh... Now you have summoned a tank in Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you take the information from said Drow, who is uh, kind of a, uh, what the hell was this, Will Turner's... Uh, Bootstrap Bill. Bootstrap Bill Turner when he was stuck to the side of the Dutchman. Oh. It's a good way to describe that drow. <laughs> yeah, but instead it is a bridge. Except it is a bridge. A bridge too far. Let's All right. Up, 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 up. All right, so uh, what do you do from here? You going to trust your trusty uh, makeshift hammer uh, hook and line? Oh, wait a second. We'll Do we have to climb up, or is there a road to go up? Yeah, climb up. Uh, oh, there's no way else to go but up or down? Told you, there's you know, no... I, told I you will this. offer a critical hit. One of my own for a strong hook and chain. Hmm. No, I will offer two natural criticals. Until you're going a little farther. <laughs> I'll, accept that. I'll accept that. I'll accept Who even says I even rolling natural 20s? That is true. For the devil's bargain, it, it's it's still a, a chance for a 20 to even be rolled. That's fair, yeah. That's why I'm going for it, because for all I know, I can roll natural 19s all night long. Well, I did I say natural one. If you remember correctly, in the, in the Devil's Bargain, it was crits. It did not necessarily say natural 20. Well, Malachi only crits on natural 20s. He does a crit on 19s. Right. He's not Jarrell. Jarrell <laughs> <laughs> crits on natural ones. <laughs> Jarrell is shaggy. All right, so the Devil's Bargain is struck. Uh, Malachi checks in his pack and discovers he actually has a hook and chain to be able to traverse up. But since I offer two, can it be a 75 foot chain? That's fine. Hey, you think this might help, guys? That will definitely help. All right. So, do we have to roll strength to throw it or try hooking it? No, no, I'm not. I'm not going to drag the, the the game on with with whether you hit or miss with it. I would have with your fucking shoddy ass fucking hammer and rope, <laughs> but with this yeah. one, I'll I'll allow it. That'll that'll work. It'll you throw it up, it finds purchase and and secures, and you guys are able to climb up. 
who's the first? Uh, but I do want to know who goes first. All right. Uh, well, rock, paper, scissors. Okay. okay. Loser goes first. Um, but I don't have a cam, so. You will just tell us what you what you throw. Yeah, we still play on the owner system. Wait, how are you rock, paper, scissoring with three people? Whoever goes out first. Uh, you know, I'll let you go. Guys climb first. I'm fine with that. I say the cleric. <laughs> send the healer first. Who cares Actually, if there's any traps? No, let's, let's send the tank for, first. I vote Argos. Okay. I vote Argos, I'll, too. I'll go first. Yeah, I'll go first before I go up. I'll just cast Blade Ward, because I don't know what the fuck I'm going to go up there. Blade Ward on myself, and I climb. Wait, quick, 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 can't quick. you send your familia up there first? Ah, very true. I'll send my owl. Flies up. Um, and I'm tapping. Let me get some perception rolls. All right. Um, the owl has advantage on perception. Not the per- the owl, you guys. Oh, for us? Oh, then in that case, I rolled a 16. Okay. 24. Okay. Uh, 18. You just watched your owl get skeered by a fucking spear. And it dissipated just... back into the ethereal. Yep, I'm like, oh, shit. I'll summon him back later. See, did he get to see what his owl saw since they're linked together? Yeah, he got to see a drider with a giant spear shove it straight through his owl's head. In other words, um, they're waiting for you. Up there? Up there. Huh. Okay. <laughs> he did throw a hook up onto its bridge that it's guarding. <laughs> well, all right, this is what I'm going to do then. Since I'm the first, since I'm going to climb up there. Um, I already cast a Blade Ward, and I'm going to cast Haste to increase my movement by double. Okay. Malachi's going to activate Searing Smite on his Battle Axe before he climbs up. Well, that... Well, no, you guys all saw it. Yeah, that's fine. All right, so let's uh, roll initiative before you guys go up. Might as well get the initiative out of the way. Fourteen. Boy, they are not very bright, are they? Um, 18. All right, so let's see here. I need a need a notepad here. All right, so... Uh... 21. <laughs> Cleric first. Um, then Argo. Also, when we're going up, I am going to cast Bless on... Argos and Malachi. Okay, what's what's uh blessed do? So, um, whenever a target makes an attack roll or a saving throw before a spell ends, the target can roll a d4 and add a number, add the number rolled to the attack roll or saving throw. All right. And All right. Well, well, because of the haste, I'm gonna let Argos get up first. Uh, is that going to be your action since you're traveling after Argos? Max, or is that a bonus? Um, it's an action. That's one. It's a what? I'm sorry, you kind of broke up on me. It, it's an action, so that's what okay. I'll be doing. Okay, so that that's your turn. All right, uh, Argos, because of haste, you are not going to get hit with an act- attack of opportunity. The Drider is paying attention to you, but you have your first attack. Okay, nice. Uh, how many driders are there? One. 
and I will. You got, you got to it may have a, on the front. It may have a drow from like belly button up with six arms holding weapons of various varieties, swords, uh, spear, an axe, whatever. But its body is a giant spider. So it's 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 How it's standing at a good ten foot height. Ten and, feet high. Yeah. Ooh, ten feet. Oh, ten feet high. That's fucking big. Okay, uh, I'm going to hit him with a glacial blade. Okay. Your attack. Um, that is a twenty-four. That'll hit. Okay. Now the glacial blade. Bum, 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 bum. Me road for damage. I'm hitting him with. Oh, where's my other D6? Blessing myself as well. All right. My, my D6 rolled underneath my monitor. Where is Good it? Place Where for is it? it? I'm dragging it out. Okay. Um, total damage will be 30 damage on the first attack. All right. And. I'm going to cast Thunder Wave on him. Okay. Yeah, I want to see if I can knock him off. Uh, I think Thunder Wave was like a constitution uh, saving throw, right? I... Zach? Let me, let me uh, I'm looking it up now. My character sheet's loading. I just updated it. I'm like, no. Constitution saving throw. Okay, make a constitution saving throw, but with disadvantage because of Eldritch Strike. Whenever an Eldritch Knight hits a target, they have disadvantage on saving throws. So next turn. All right. It did not save. What happens to it? I believe it's pushed 10 feet back. And it'll take some uh, damage. Yeah, 10 feet away from you. Okay. Let me see here. I'm going to roll for damage. Where is it? Oh, okay. And the spell emits a thunderous boom that can be heard from 300 feet away. <laughs> okay, good. Oh, damn. Good. Oh, That's here. And 2d8 takes you'll take 8 thunder damage. Your guy's now like uh, 10 feet away from me, right? Uh-huh. Since I pushed or him back. From wherever he was standing at. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do I still have movement? Yes. Okay. Well, so no. I didn't push. Did you climb that chain? No. All right. You'll have movement next turn, but you did just climb the chain, so. So, I'll... Does that mean I won't have any movement either? Once you get up? No. No. How so far away eight... is he from us whenever we get up there? Ten feet. Okay, good. So, <laughs> then my lax action, I'll cast Hex on the Strider, and I'll end my turn there. Remind me what Hex does. It gives you it gives you a disadvantage on a saving throw I pick, which will be dexterity, 
And whenever I hit you with an attack roll, you'll take 1d6 damage. Okay, dokie. All right, Mr. Malachi, you are up. All right, act, after activating Searing Smite, which gives me a, lets me roll 1d6 for fire damage, Malachi is going to attack him twice with his battle axe. All right. Dirty 20. Okay. 17. 17 does not hit. Nineteen damage, twenty damage. All right. Well, because of the axe, I will ask this: Do you were you aiming for anything in particular? Kind of like just a slash, like down here. Okay, across the chest. All right. Just wanted to know. It is now the Drider's turn, and it has all three of you basically in its face. It walks up the 20 to the, the 10 feet that it got knocked back, and it really didn't like the fact that you did that to it, Argos. So it's going to attack you first with its first set of arms. Sword attacks. We have. What's your armor class? Um, right now, my armor class is at 24. The fuck? A haste gives me two extra AC. Yeah, okay, he missed. <laughs> That's what I've been dealing with lately, Chris. Second set of attacks will go to Maxwell. Because I doubt he's got over 20 armor class. And one of them is a natural 20 to hit. Yeah, Wait, do you have your shield out, Max? Yes, I do. All right. So that, that brings your armor class up. Well, the nat 20 will still hit, but what is your armor class with the armor, with the shield? What the, what the shield is 20. Okay, so the, the, other, the other hit does not hit. Alright. But the nat 20 does. Shit. Was a axe hit. So we'll take... You will take uh, 10 slashing damage. And four poison damage. And give me a save versus sleep. So I believe that is a constitution save. Also means I can add a d4 because of bless. What's that? I can also add a d4 because of bless. True. Oh, right. The same spider attacked, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, I have to activate glacial blades of the second ability. Whenever he makes an attack, he takes 3d8. I don't think I need to, but I'm going to anyway. Uh, that's a 23. Um, 23 for the save, you're fine. The Dryad took 13 damage of ice. So the uh, the poison damage uh, actually would uh, be one point of damage because of the, it still halves, but uh, it's not going to stick on you and hit you every round. Oh, did you hear Argos, Chris? What's that? Um, that Eldritch or uh, uh, glacial, glacial thing? Yeah, um, the Dryad took 13 damage of ice. How did he do I, that if you didn't activate it already? Because whenever it's the condition is whenever the target that's struck by Glacial Blade makes an attack, 
it takes three automatically takes three d eight um ice damage. Okay. All right. So I take an additional thirteen. You said. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That that's where I didn't understand. I thought it was a spell that needed to be cast, and it's like you didn't cast it. So how's that affect me now? Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's an activation of his weapon. Okay. Right. That's what I didn't understand. Okay. All right. I we get are hit back. With it at least every time. Well, he's got one more attack. And this one is not going to be a physical attack. What it is going to be is you see the Drider with his six arms reach out wide, kind of like Sephiroth in Final Fantasy VII. Awesome. And as he does so, all you see is a bunch of spiders come from behind him off of his spider back. About six of them drop down, give or take the size of a small dog. Think of like a chihuahua. Holy and setting up... Gosh. And setting up for attack to defend the Drider from you guys, and that'll end. Chris, did you know that I'm? Did you already know that I have a phobia of spiders or something? Yeah, you're gonna love <laughs> <up> this episode. <laughs> oh, that's a lot of spiders. I had to kill going... a brown recluse in my fucking kitchen the other day. Ooh, well, at least you killed it oh. and didn't bite you. Right, I saw it. And I just smashed it with a flip flop. I have a question for Max. Uh, you cast Blessed on Argos and Malachi, right? I cast it on all three of us. What did it, what did Blessed do again? Uh, D four to all attacks and saving throws. Okay, let me let me not forget that. Oh, so I should have rolled a D four for. Uh... You yeah, hit. It don't matter. <laughs> D four oh, to hit to hit I all attacks was and saving throws. Um, an extra D four. Up to a minute. I don't know if you want me to do a, keep my concentration check. No, I'm fine. I'm fine with that. Right, cool. Well, I don't even know where my D4 is. <laughs> All right, we are at the top of the round, which means, Barry, you're up. Warhammer time, baby. <laughs> Use your dark sword, dude. You do more damage. Oh, shoot, yeah. Good point. Um, Actually, yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do my short sword. They found dark material and made two short swords out of it. Dark metal short sword. It's going to be badass. Miss. No. <laughs> natural one, look at his face. <laughs> it's a natural one. I'm gonna oh, no. <laughs> I'm going to use my channel divinity. I have a channel divinity. I believe it's called... Ward God's Blessing, um, that does a, it gives you a plus 10. Plus 10, so it becomes a what? It becomes a 19. How does it become 19? Was it a natural one? Yeah. Okay. So it's with all your bonuses and shit, it becomes a 19. Yeah. I will allow it, but there will be a repercussion to it. Oh, shit. I will allow you hit. So go ahead and roll your damage. But there has to be a penalty for a natural one. Okay. So that gives me 2d6 plus 3. And then I'm going to do a divine strike, which is going to add 2d8. Okay. That is... Nine. Oh, and I need clarification before you give me damage. 
What did you attack, the Drider or the new spiders? Drider. Okay. Um, that is nine for the regular attack, and then let me grab my D8. Let's see. Twelve, so twenty-one. Twenty-one. Yep. The drider falls dead. Now comes your punishment. Oh. As the the drow lands and how how it landed, the blade becomes stuck within the rib cage of the drider as it falls, allowing an attack of opportunity by two of the spiders. Only one of them will hit you. Okay. For eight, hey, Kirk, I messaged you real quick. For eight points of damage. Eight points? Cool. It wasn't poisonous, but it, it struck you. Gave an attack of opportunity. And next round, you have to use either your movements or bonus or something to pick up your sword out of the dead body of the driver. Drider. And next is... Who is next on the round? Evan Argos. Yes, Argos, you are up. How many spiderlings are there? Uh, four. Oh, just four? Just four. How big are they? Size of chihuahuas? Yeah, size of chihuahuas or shih tzus. Oh, oh okay. I thought it would be... No, they're they're big, enough, big enough for Zach to want to cuddle at night. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, Argos, um, go plan B. Plan B. Plan B. No, they're tiny. I'm not going to use Plan B on them. Okay, then let's go with Plan A. That means you just talked about. I'm going to go try to squash them. Don't worry, man. Don't worry, Malachi. I know you have a spider phobia. It would be good. It's not Malachi. It's the person Oh, that would be Malachi. great. That would be great that a demigod <laughs> has a phobia of little house spiders. <laughs> Demigods have no phobias. I'm going to... I'm going to attack on uh, which is the nearest spider to me. Well, uh, two of them turned their attention to, to DeBerry, so they're kind of off to you, to five feet to your, you know, from you. The other mm-hmm. ones are still in front of the Drider, which the Drider was right in front of dead. you guys anyway, so. All right, so Dred's, uh, Drider's dead, right? Yep, Drider's dead. All right, I'm going to cast um, first the Glacial Blade. Um, does it 15 hit? Yeah, they're spiders. Okay. <laughs> Basically, anything above a 10 will hit. They're spiders. <laughs> okay, so let me roll for attack on these guys. With, I hit I hit the first spider with a glacial blade. So Damage is... ...28 on the first spider. Dead. Oh, okay. And I'm going to attack. There's just spiders. Um, 12. Yeah, all in the head. It's a 22, two 22s, and a 12. Okay. Uh, they're going to be... Well, I'm going I'm to just make sure I burn them with green flame blade. Okay. Seems overkill for spiders, but all right. Yeah, I, I, you know, there's no, when it comes to spiders, no such thing as an overkill. 
Right. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, and hornets. Kill it till it's dead. One of them. Um, um, 31 damage on the second spider. Dead. So the fire will now jump to the nearest spider five feet. Which will. Is there any spider near that one I just killed? Yeah, the other two that are attacking Barry. Okay, that one I think will take eight fire damage. Let me see my spell my fire. I'm sorry. That one? Yeah, it'll. That what? one's still alive and is now in flame while it's on Barry. <laughs> I'll, I will stab it off of Barry. <laughs> with the last thing, with the last attack would be... I just got a genius idea. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, that's 21 damage, the, the Achilles. That's the one that took the eight damage. Yeah, yeah, that's dead. So there's okay, one. Is there so another that... spider on Barry. Yeah, there's another spider. Argus, that's do you have one it. last action? Um, uh, I do have a bonus action actually. We should do so... an action together and pull off Barry and rip its legs off. Yeah. You wanna... Wait, did you say kill Barry? No, no pull it off of Barry and rip the legs off the spider. All right, but if. I'm going to let you do that because I'm not going to let it bite me. No, I'm saying we do it together. <laughs> All right, sure. Will you allow this? Yeah, girl, roll to grab. Can I use my successful attack or just roll again? What successful? Uh, I'll roll. Okay, uh, 12. All right. I'll roll 18. All right, you guys successfully grabbed it. Now, before you pull, you're going to need to get me a strength check to uh, hold on to this thing that is wriggling and riding and trying to bite uh-huh. you guys off of it. Okay. Uh, grapple. Got it. 23. Okay, he's got a grip. Malachi? <laughs> 11. Because of natural <laughs> one. Oh, 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 oh no. <laughs> This is what happens, man. You should have let me kill it. <laughs> you should have let me kill it. Higher low to be good there, Malachi. Low is good. Low was not good for you. Our oh. bit for six points of damage. And it's right. got a good clamp on you. So. Here's the situation. You got Argos holding the legs of one half of that uh, uh, of that spider, but the other half is still technically with Malachi. Just its mandibles are snacked into your arm. Son of a bitch. <laughs> I guess it's Malachi's turn now. <laughs> it is. It is Malachi. Well, no, that was a shared action of Malachi. Yeah, and I technically have a couple actions. I just only okay, use two well, of the last more actions, If you have more actions, go ahead. All right, I'm going to pull out my longsword and just try stabbing it. Okay. Do it at disadvantage, though. This thing is wriggling and tearing into your flesh. Make sure you don't Bless. stab well, your own arm. I rolled dirty 21 twice. Okay. I really like that the demigod has a fear of spiders. It's not the demigod. Exactly. It, you know what? No, it's fucking canon because it's beautiful. 
Alakai hates spiders. <laughs> 16 damage. 16? Yeah. It's still alive. And on its turn, it's still got its mandibles into you, so it will... That is a 20. Dirty. That hits. So it will give another additional 8 points of damage to you. Justin, Amalekai's armor class is 18. Okay. Well, it, it did 8 points of damage to you, so basically it's just chewing away on you. It's eating your arm. And now it is Barry's turn. Like, is my hand inside of it? Like, this part of my hand, is it inside its mouth? Yeah, your hand is in its mouth, and its mandibles are connected to your forearm. I so know, I'm good. literally, like, I'm pulling left. your arm in with each bite. I should have taken a bonus action. Well, is Barry's it too turn. late to do that? Yeah, it's Barry's turn. <laughs> Damn it. You said Don't. the, um, uh, the sword is still in the rider's body? Correct. Okay. Is there anything near me that I can attack immediately after I pull that sword out? Yeah, the spider that's attached to my arm. I mean, you could probably rip one of the uh, one of the uh, arms or legs off of the dead spiders, or you could grab one of the many weapons that the strider had. It had a scimitar, had a small hand battle axe, had a, a spear. Hey, Chris, one of what I was gonna do. If he, I would have been able to take that bonus action. What was that? Thunder wave it with the arm that's inside it. That's inside of it. You do realize that would have hit Argos, too. <laughs> I could just grab my Warhammer and then get the sword in here shortly. Right, right. I'll do that. Um, okay. I will chump, it, chump that Warhammer down on one of the uh, the spiders. That well, there's only me. one left alive. Yeah, there's only one left alive, and it's got Malachi's hand in it. Yeah. So I'll, as you smash I'll... it down, I'm going to give you a uh, a higher low on whether or not you miss Malachi's hand inside this thing. But go ahead and roll first to see if you even hit. Dirty 26. You hit. Higher low to be good. Uh, low. This is not Malachi's day. Roll your damage. Uh, oh, roll. Roll low. Roll low. Come on. Alright, roll the one, baby. Roll one. Nine. Nine? Nine, Nine is enough to kill the spider, but punishment is still punishment. Malachi takes half that in damage. So, what would you want me to take then? Four. Four or five? Four. I won't, I won't round up on you. You've had a rough standing with a freaking, uh, you know, eight hit, or excuse me, 20 hit point spider. And you can just see, like, Malachi's arm just throbbing. Mm-hmm. Very discolored, uh... I mean, it's not like he took life-threatening damage, but it was definitely an experience for Malachi. <laughs> if he I'm wasn't about to just have... do the Hulk, what the Hulk did to Loki in the Avengers movie. <laughs> <laughs> if Malachi was not scared of spiders coming into this demon web pit, he he <laughs> developed that phobia now. <laughs> Someone get oh. it off. 
Argos, rip it off. Please, buddy, I'll teach you how to speak celestial. I promise this time. You promise? Because last time you died on me. And yes, then you too busy to teach. All right, then. I will pry this almost, spider off. I almost wish I would have let you have the bonus action just to watch Argos' reaction when the spider just explodes in a thunder wave and he gets knocked back by the, <laughs> by the fucking wave. <laughs> While he's, you know, when he stands up, he's still holding like two of the legs just like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> it's like, bruh, come on. Hey, Ubin, just like the Argos with the purple worm. <laughs> yeah, but it was a purple right. worm, not a not a insignificant spider. All right, I'm gonna try to pry it off of Malachi's arm and rip it into my bare hands. Can that be allowed? I mean, you don't have to rip it off of Malachi's arm because it pretty much slid his arm slid out of its mouth as it died from a warhammer blast by the cleric. Oh, so it's dead. It's dead. He, I mean, he can uh, rip it apart if he wants, but yeah, the spider's dead. Oh, the spider's dead. Then. All right. I didn't know that. Kill it. You did kill it. It only has 20 hit points. So it already took damage from you guys previous. You gave the final death blow. The problem was, was Malachi's hand was in its mouth. <laughs> in its body, basically, because it was swallowing him by his arm. <laughs> right, I'm going to take a healing potion. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to cast healing word on Malachi. Oh, okay. Uh, so it's 1d4 plus 3. You get five back. Well, I'm gonna drink the healing potion anyways. I think. <laughs> yeah. How much damage did Malachi took? That's 13 hit points back. How much total damage did you take in that fight? Close, I think like 18. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I'm back to full health already. Yeah, he, he wasn't in danger of dying. I mean, no, no. Malachi's got like 300 HP. No, I'm actually running him with 200 right now. Oh. <laughs> Must be nice that you can lower your own hit points. <laughs> <laughs> this one won't be much of a challenge. I'll only take 200 hit points with me today. <laughs> In this current patch, Malachi has been nerfed. <laughs> yeah, in Chris's last run... One shot. I was running Malachi at 350, which was a little unfair to Chris. You know what? I still justify the unfairness because you guys were never meant to win what was supposed to happen. <laughs> Since I was MacGuffining it with a dream anyway, I knew I was going to be fucking like, I don't care what your character can do. It doesn't happen. <laughs> it's a dream. But anyway, um, Back onto it. So you guys killed the Drider. I assume, Barry, you pick up your, your Dark Sword? Yeah. Okay. Oh, I loot the Drow? The Drow? No, you left him on the bridge. The Drider, yes. Drider, I meant the Drider. Okay, you find two pairs of Scimitar plus one. Uh, a single hand, a one-handed uh, battle axe is oh. also a plus one. And like to hit? Yep, and a Spear of Sharpness plus three. You know what, Malachi's got to pick the spear. The weapons he had, otherwise he was naked. It's not like he carried a pouch or anything. True. I'm, yeah, Malachi's got to take the spear. And now I'm going to pull out my shield and my spear suit. So Malachi now has an AC of 21. 
Why the fuck would you make his AC bigger? Because, and there's a reason why I'm pulling out the shield. Okay. All three of us have our shields out, right? Yeah. Perfect. I'm going to try to shield wall against the next thing I throw at him. <laughs> I see what it's it only... is. I'm like... Hey, the shield wall can be very useful in D&D now since I've been throwing it in there. Alright, so what do you guys do now? Um, you're standing in the middle of the bridge. Uh, it goes crisscross, so the best way I could describe it here, let me see. Um, well, let's it, just go the way the drow explained it. If this was the tower, the bridge uh, was... Uh, it's fading out because of the background. Screen. Yeah, let me let me see if I can shut off that background for you guys. Hey, uh, how did you get that background? That's pretty cool. Choose background effects in, in the, uh, the more tab at the bottom. Ah. And I designed the uh, back background for Chronos uh, or uh, Legends. All right, so let's this say this is my background. Let's say let's say this tube is the tower, right? Okay. This way, I'll do it like this. This way is how the the, the bridge you're at now is going. So it's going parallel to it instead of going toward. So you can either go left or right. It's not going to bring you closer to the uh, to the tower. But it is going to bring you to the next intersection that will allow you to gain access to go closer to the tower. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. All right, well, could we just follow what the drought told us? Yeah, we could do that. Yeah, I'm just letting you know where you're at. All right, because I do trust the drought. <laughs> words people don't normally say. <laughs> All hey, right. So it spoke to me in its, calm, in its native tongue, so I trust it. All right. Well, you make it to the next intersection where another bridge below you heads towards the tower again. And this bridge, as you could see thus far, is unimpeded. No guard. I'm going to roll perception, though, still. Okay, roll perception. 18. No guards. But you do get... A feeling and kind of glimpses of wispy, silverish something that comes and goes. Alright guys, have you ever known, seen the turtle formation shield wall? We don't have enough guys for that. That's a test I mean though, like right? just like the three of us back to back and just like shields up kind of just walking forward. I'll walk cautiously with my shield up. Is that the only the only thing about shield wall? Is that there's too many uh, decks and constitution checks, it's, so it's risky to use it. Okay, let's yeah, let's just go with our shields out cautiously. Okay, well you still got to drop down about thirty five feet to that bridge intersection. Oh. <laughs> I drop down. If we have to. Right about 10 feet before you would reach the bridge, your descent slows for a soft landing. Are we landing inside a spider web? No. There's nothing on him. It just, he just decelerated 10 feet before hitting 
the ground, so he didn't hit at full force. Give me a moment. My mother is calling. Oh, Lord. Mama Argos. Argos. Imagine if we heard his mom yelling, Kirk, like how Mother Argos. That'd be a little messed up. So yeah, essentially he hit a he hit a section of feather fall. Alf jumped down after following him down. Same thing. Ten feet before you would hit the uh, the bridge, you decelerate and land softly. Don't worry, Barry, it's safe. You go and completely miss the bridge and land off into it. No, no, self same thing. You hit you hit the uh, deceleration and land softly. I have a feeling you're gonna say something bad happened just because I said it's safe. Yep. <laughs> Look, I've been punishing you guys enough as it is. <laughs> Giving devils bargains and uh you know, higher low to be goods. And that you know what? They have not been in your favor because everything you guys Yeah, low. Seven, eight. Damn, okay. <laughs> I'm waiting for Argos. So you guys you guys are straightening out, probably trying to figure out why it decelerated you with no damage. Uh while you're doing roll an arcana check. Sure. Dirty twenty. It's feather fall. Somebody put a permanent feather fall right there. All right. What happened? Nice. What did I miss? You died. Nothing. Yeah, you, you oh, fell no. off the bridge and died. Damn. In comes Argos' twin out of nowhere. <laughs> this is Borat. All right, so you landed, you landed safely, and now you can head towards, uh, looks like a good 90 feet before the next intersection. And again, you're still kind of noticing the the they're not there silvery wisps. What's a wisp? Think of it like floating cat hair. It's okay. there, but then it's not. Okay. Yeah. Fucking cats. So as Are these you wisp leading somewhere, they're just kind of traversing the bridge. They're there, but they're mm-hmm. not. They're there, and then they're not there. But you are starting to notice a whisper that is almost like less verbally spoken and more heard in the mind. So it literally is coming off. I know I usually use this for debauch, but it's coming off as. as, as, as. And as you're. As you're getting well, as you're getting closer, the words are starting to become a little more clear, and you realize that those are words being spoken to you, to all of you. What's it trying to say? Turn back. It is not worth the price. Turn back. And then they disappear. Are we going to be those white guys in the horror movies and keep going? (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. As one of those white guys that probably would be that way in a horror movie, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, too easy. Very easy. Let's remember, I control this game. Um, <laughs> I did try to turn back and it's like, okay, we're going to go back to the Tower of Celestials. Yeah, 
Problem is, is the only way back was the uh, the uh, uh, opening that Corbin had opened, and he closed it. <laughs> I'll just open my own back. All right. So, all right. So, you guys are going to continue on. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Next crossover bridge is underneath, and it is literally ten feet down, and only goes for about twenty feet before the next intersection. Okay. Roll perception before we jump down. All right. Go ahead. Twelve. Don't uh, see anything. Nineteen. Don't see anything. Don't see anything. Right now, as you're seeing, is as you're following the directions the drow gave you. It appears like he not only gave you directions to get to the tower, but avoiding a lot of the patrols. Hmm. So you've been you've been lucky so far that you've only faced one drider and his pack of. Uh, Critter eaters, I guess we'll call them. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the next the next drop down goes goes you know the parallel to the to the tower, but it only goes twenty feet, and it's only a ten foot drop down. How far are we are we from the tower now? You're getting closer. It's starting to loom over in the distance, but uh, I mean you you still got a, a lot more traversing to go. You're not there yet. Oh damn! I was hoping if we were close enough, hook. Grab the chain, load up to my heavy crossbow, and just fire it at the castle. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll keep that in mind for when you're a little closer. <laughs> well, as long as we're at least uh, between 70 or 60 to 70 feet. All right. So we can use the other five feet to wrap around something. All right. Well, for now, you got to drop down, not up. <laughs> All right, we go down. All right, you go down, traverse over to 20 feet. Now you got to go up, and this one is a super long stretch of uh, of uh, bridge. And uh, it's, it's, uh, it's a good uh, 60 feet above you. All right, luckily we still have the chain and hook. Mm-hmm. I'll just throw it up. You throw it up? Perception. All right. 16. 17. 17. 15. 15. You guys all see this. Well, you wouldn't miss it anyway. Uh, As you throw up the chain and the chain makes purchase, does not make purchase on the bridge. It makes purchase on a uh, zombie dragon in mid-flight. It is caught to its oh. hind leg, and that dragon is heading towards the tower. I'm going to oh. grab hold of the chain. Wait, the chain got caught by a zombie dragon? The chain stuck into the zombie dragon's leg. It was oh, flying shit. by it. He threw it up. I'm going to grab onto that chain, too. <laughs> All right. You people are grabbing the chain. Barry, TikTok, you grabbing it? Yeah. I'm grabbing All it. right. I need strength checks from everybody to hold on. That is a dirty 29. Um, a 28. Does it sound good? Sounds good to me. 10. Ten. Barry, no. 10. 10. All right. Uh, 
in the order, I know Malachi grabbed it first, then Argos, and then Barry. So which, uh, if I'm looking at it from chain-wise, uh, Malachi would be the highest up. Argos would be just above Barry, and Barry is slipping off the chain. Quick, Argos, what are you going to do? I'm going to grab Barry. All right, give me oh. a dexterity. That, that's kind of what, – what would we call that? That would be an acrobatics, wouldn't it, or an athletics? Athletics or acrobatics. Yeah, okay. Either um, either so one longer for you. Okay, uh, twenty-two then. Twenty-two. You you grip yeah, athletics. Him. All right, you grip him and and are able to stabilize him for being able to grab hold of that chain and not fall to his death. When I said somebody does was going to stop. Know we, does the dragon know it has a hook in it? It knows. Does it know? You okay, Barry? It doesn't care. Could be better, but. Would it be pissed off if we climbed on its back? Let's not push our luck. could try. <laughs> Actually, no. We're just attached to its leg. You do realize that it is flying you to the tower. Yes. Below you, you see the different intertwinings, and, and it looks, from this angle, looking down, it looks like a spider web. Like if you were looking at a spider web with everything interlacing and interconnecting to each other in some way, shape, or form. It's actually really eerily beautiful. Coco, stay on the porch now. The dragon's name is Coco. The dragon's name is Coco. And ironically <laughs> enough, it brings you to the foot of the tower and drops the chain. It literally shakes off the chain, and you guys land right in front of the door to the tower. And standing before you are two Mind Flayers. Oh, oh fuck. fuck. Thunderwave. <laughs> Initiative. Thunderwave. Initiative. God damn it. Fuck, fuck. A Mind Flayer. Damn it. Damn it, Chris. I never fought a Mind Flayer, but I read about them, and I don't like them. Alright, that is the Wait, hold on. Is this the Mind Flare from Stranger Things or the D&D one? The D&D one. Okay. D&D, where do you think Stranger Things started? Which basically is the same thing, yeah. Like, the Mind Flare... What'd you roll? Uh, 21. 21? I rolled a dirty 20. 21, 20... And 18? Yeah. So it is literally the same. Uh, well, the only thing we don't know is the mind flares. What was your roll again, Zach? Uh, 18? 18. Yeah, it's exactly the same thing. Okay, it has 71 hit points for good. That's by the book. You guys are a hell of a lot higher than 71 hit points. Damn it. Is that Google Mind Player? <laughs> he was hoping it was going to be that simple. But then again, he might not be wrong. All right, so Cleric, you are up first. Okay. Um... Oh, and these guys do bother you spiritually. <laughs> Bad. How far away are they right now? You literally were dropped at their feet. So they're they're within five feet of all of you. Oh, beat them up, boys. So 
they look like this. Yes. Flame strike. Flame strike. Do your hit. And then I'm gonna cast it at the. Let's go. Just call mind. Just call mind one and mind two. Shit. Uh, All right. That way. Crack. Let's do a normal fifth level. All um, right. So that. I don't know if I have to hit, but it has to make a, I believe it's a deck save, yeah. A deck save, 30 save of 16. Ooh, DC I'll 16. Let me know what happens. That is a fail. Okay. Um, are they in a 10-foot radius? Yeah. I'm going to strike it right in the middle, so both of them have to do it. Uh, so another one has to make a save. That miserably yep. failed. Okay, so both so are... Both of them are going to take the damage. Yep. Because uh, each creature in a 10-foot radius, 40-foot high cylinder, centered on a point within range. So I'm going to put it right in between them. So they're each going to take 4d6 of fire damage and 46 of radiant damage. Ooh, Jesus. But because I have elemental depth, I get to reroll, or I get to make any one twos. Slightly more damage. Alright, let's see what we are. Okay. That is 14 fire. And so both 14 fire each. 14 fire and 11 radiant. So 25 total. 25 total to both. Yep. Ouch. They feel that. <laughs> they, they definitely felt that. Giving out a, a guttural scream. <laughs> and it is now, um, unless you have anything else you want to do, Max, it'll be Argos. Um, I'm looking to see if this is an action or a bonus action. It's an action. Yeah. I'm done with my turn. All right. All right. I've been rolling. I'm going to attack Mind A with Green Flame Blades, with two Green Flame Blades. Okay. And one Glacial Blade. So I'm going to roll for that. Please roll a one to shatter it. Oh. One's a natural 20. Um. 22 and a 21. <laughs> well, give me the damages because obviously uh, Mind A isn't going to be able to get out of it. Alright, I will roll the I'm guessing the max damage for the first attack. Which is basically out of here. Uh, Wait, it was supposed to like add the max damage, then roll again. What was it? Yes. Yes. Oh. oh okay. So, in that case, uh, that'd be okay. All right. Now I added the max damage. I'm gonna roll for that. As in how crits go is, Kirk is, you automatically add what your maximum amount of damage would be, 
and then you roll for the additional damage. Alright, so the first attack, which is Glacial Blade, will do in a total... Yeah, 62 damage. 62 damage, and Mind A drops. Oh, okay. So um, the other two attacks that he hasn't not weren't able to... Does that go to Mind B? Or try to re-roll the attack for that guy? No, we'll go to Mind B. Okay. Then let me roll damage for Mind B. I Okay, so mine B gets 23 damage, and roll the other. And then... I'm gonna wipe them out before they even get a chance to attack. That's fucked. Especially with what I got cooking up next. 24 for again for mine B. And then I'm going to use... Um, um, Eldritch Knight ability of bonus action after using uh, attacking with a melee weapon after using a cantrip with a bonus hey, action. Uh, so, hey, what the heck's to make it have this this range on dexterity? Yeah, I, I can't. I don't want. I want to save up my first level spell slots. <laughs> okay. Uh, is does a fifteen hit? No. Okay, then my bonus action missed. All right. So All right, all right, uh, you did that one? Uh, I think I mm, basically three and twenty-four, right? So it's uh, it's yeah. literally forty-eight points of damage you did to him, plus the twenty-five damage that Maxwell did. Mm-hmm. Okay, right. just wanted to know. Malachi, fireball. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, this thing's on its last leg. Do so you want to waste that spell? Nah, I'm gonna save it. All right. <laughs> I'm gonna speak. activate Searing Smite onto my spear that I'm using. Okay. How does a 24 sound? That hits. That's 11 plus Searing Smite. 15, that's just for the first tech. It's, okay. it's looking ragged as all hell, but it's still standing. 23. To hit. Yeah. Yeah, it is. 12. 16 damage for a second. Dead. Yes! Nice. I'm going to loot mine A. I'm going to loot mine B. You find nothing. They carry Both of us? Nothing. Yep, they find nothing. Damn, now you have okay. a key to open the door. Door's open. You Here's can a question for the right mind players. Was guarding this tower worth it? They're dead. They're, They're not going to respond. <laughs> I know. But you kind of hear in the background. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I will fuck your mother in the face. <laughs> your mother was not a plate of calamari. Are we going to stand here with Malachi, or are you just going to keep uh, shouting at spirits? 
as you say, <laughs> as you say so, both doors swing open ominously. And Shield al- wall! And almost like the breath of, of air rushing into a tomb blows on you guys as the darkened doorway completely opens. And all you see is a row of torches leading to a center room. And in that center room, you see what appears to be a sacrificial altar. And above it, suspended by ropes, is a drow. Hair hanging low. Stripped completely naked. Unconscious, but... You could tell that there's something different about this drow. This drow is got more of a blue sheen to his ebony skin than a normal drow. Is and it for Ron? Silverish hair as opposed to the stark white of the drow. I'm going to throw my long sword hoping to cut off all the ropes that are holding it up. It's a boomerang. It hits an invisible wall and just clangs on the floor. <laughs> yeah. A weapon. Right. Yeah. If you come with violent intent, then death is all you find. And out of the shadows, and out of the shadows, you see. Roll me a perceptive check. Yeah, perception check. Natural 20. A 9. Uh, 22. 22. All right, so everybody but Argos, who's just staring at the drow, you see a man come out from the corner, dressed in purple robes, with yellow markings along the uh, trims of the sleeves and the and the front with the white wispy hair and horn rim glasses as he turns hey. to you brightly smiles and says oh good you made it oh Corbin Corbin oh hello oh I'm I'm terribly sorry you see to get you to come here and do what must be done I took the form of this Corbin Harpel but quite honestly, I'm not him. Oh. And, and who? What is your true like form? Oh no! This is not the time for tea. This is the time for decisions. And as they're speaking, Corbin starts morphing and changing, and the hair starts growing longer, and the arms become thinner, and the sleeves are rolling back, and the the, the fingers are almost becoming claw-like hunching over, becoming very distorted and witch-like and standing before you is Baba Yaga. Oh. As I said. To to get you to do what needed to be done, it was easier to do it under the guise of that fool Harpel, for we know you would not have followed my proceedings. But understand this altar here contains what you need to face the future, but also the greatest evil that could ever be bestowed upon your realm. And you, she points to Malachi, and you, she points to Barry, must make 
the choice. What evil is this world has lived for centuries without the interference of gods? This realm has lived without the intervention of evil gods who have been trapped away. But one seeks entry into this realm from another. It would be the third realm that they have found their way into. You know who I speak. You stand in her realm. Spider Queen. She has been blocked from entering this realm. Malachi, you know why. That drow, she points up to the one chained up. You brought him here because he was the blockage. He is the key to keeping Loth from decimating the rest of the realms but he does not belong here he cannot save what is going to come to this realm so here is the choice release Loth to bring forth who can save this realm or save your friend and doom us all save my friend who is my friend She's pointing to Ferran. Oh, Ferran's the one chained up. Uh-huh. Yeah, I remember you brought him from another realm. All right, so th- let me get the gist of it. If Ferran dies, Queen returns to her realm. If, if Ferran dies, Loth is free to enter this realm. However, it will bring forth the uh, protector that you need for this realm. If you do not kill Ferran, she will simply get through when the gates of, the gates are open. So you like whenever the gates of hell are unleashed. Right. Either way, so, she's in the realm, but you could either allow it to happen and have a weapon to fight back with, or deny it happening. Um, who's Loth again? Loth is queen? the Spider Queen of Darkness. She is the major patreon of the. Uh, of the drow elves in the Forgotten Realms, and she is pretty much the ultimate embodiment of evil and chaos. So she's not the great weapon we're seeking. No. No. It's Debage. <laughs> there is a reason that I gave you the Stone of the Protector. Destroy one and bring forth your champion. What if I stab Baba Yaga with it? You know what? I I, I kind of am stuck in that uh, that like metaphysical theory of like, what if you threw a nuclear weapon into the Big Bang? <laughs> I was thinking the same thing, but it yeah. just doesn't seem like it would be a very good idea. But it depends on how you play it. It's so my, who has Legends of the Forgotten discuss, God? You don't know. <laughs> we should discuss this first. You do not have much time. Okay, so if we kill Feyron, someone will come back to life and we bring a champion. And that'll be Chris's new character. Yeah, my next character. <laughs> hmm. Here's a question, Chris. Do you like playing as Feyron? 
I mean, and he's going to kill him. So has, I don't know. Ferran has had his run in two different games. If I'm med- if I'm meddying, Ferran has lived in two different realms and has served his purpose. He's not really fit for this world, but I, he is one of my, you know, he's one of my uh, legendary characters. So think of it this way. Would you sacrifice Malachi for the greater good of a story, even though he is your favorite character? Hey, I did in season one. You brought him back. Back. We can always bring Ferran back. That's true. I'm going to, who has the dagger? I do. Okay. Malachi, that's... Well, Malachi is the one we'll have to choose, then, since he's the one who holds the dagger. Baba Yaga says, you might want to listen to your friend first. And Ferran slowly lifts his head, blood dripping out of his mouth and nose. How'd you even get here, Ferran? Last time I checked, you were looking for Seymour. That would be a story for another time. <laughs> no. Uh, for, Ferran, Ferran says, I know not. But I know this. If my sacrifice will save this realm, then it must be done. Alright, I'm gonna hook the dagger up to the crossbow. But it has to be done by the hand of a cleric. God damn it. You want to Barry. Wait, Malachi, damn it. It must be done through the hands of a cleric and the blessing of a god. Alright, so do I have to roll something for bless to bless it? You gotta bless the weapon and give it to give it to so Barry. I mean, bless it with what? With my own blood or something? Sure, however you want to bless it. Alright, I'm gonna like Malachi's gonna You're a god you're the demigod. Figure out how you bless something. <laughs> I'm a okay, piss I don't it. I don't think you should use a soul sucking a life sucking dagger to cut yourself. Okay, yeah, I'll it'll kill you. <laughs> yeah. You should have let, let, let it happen. That would have been hilarious. Malachi cuts, <gasps> he dies, the botch is back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, do we sacrifice Ferran, or do we sacrifice Malachi? Ferran has made his wishes. Alright, I'm going to bless it by urinating on it. Oh, thanks, man. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm kidding. Alright, Malachi, like, closes his hand on top of the blade, sees his eyes glow, and then he starts, like, Looks like he's going kind of like a trance where his mouth is moving, but words aren't coming out. Alright. And he does it for about a good five minutes, then hands it over to Barry. Clark, strike him in the breast and wish give him the last rites as you do so. Wait a second. From what I remember, player character knowledge... Baba Yaga's been wanting Ferran to die. <laughs> but she also wants this realm to survive. That's true. But who says she... Can I roll something to see if she's telling the truth? Honestly, insight. I thought Baba Yaga was a guy. You could, uh... You could, you could roll insight. See, see what you think. 28? You don't think she's lying. She at least believes what she's saying. Baba Yaga. Is there 100% guarantee that this will work? Is there a guarantee in anything in this life? 
The only thing I can guarantee is this. This will not be the final time I get to confront Ferran in the future. Now here's a question for you. How would you like about, how would you like meeting another demigod? Since you mean nothing to me, it doesn't really matter. What about a demigod that can bend the very elements to his will? And I could turn him into yet another chicken who cannot bend a blade of grass. It does not matter to me. Would you like to help us in a little affair in my own world? I am doing what I can to help you in your own affair, but I will not get involved in the politics of. Take it as you will, demigod. I am offering you a chance to save this realm. But the cost of it is his life. Malachi's eyes glow. He looks at Barry and goes, do it. If you think that's the best choice. I I'm still going to keep my eyes on Baba Yaga. I pat Barry in the shoulder. You okay with this, Barry? This must be done. To be honest, I don't have much of a connection to this man. <laughs> wow. that, that is that is exactly what you want to hear when you walk into your Sunday church and you're looking for absolution from your from your priest or whatever, and it's like, well, fuck, I don't really care about you. <laughs> well, now I have a question. Well, I, I, I don't know this I, man. If it brings back the barge, it kind of ruins a future plan. Does it? We'll find out. I I've never never met a uh, fan. This man in, in my days here on this earth. However, from the interactions that I have uh, heard tell of... Oh, no, you met Ferran whenever Dvaj died. Yeah, you met him. I did? Yeah, yeah, because he appeared at the end of the episode with Malachi. And the next episode. No, Barry wasn't there for the following episode. My memory ain't what it used to be. <laughs> Uh, Come on, you're a bloody elf. I haven't known him much, but you know, you you know from from you, you know at least from the stories from other people that Ferran is a hero. He was a ranger who has fought many wars for the side of good, and Malachi actually brought him here to help fill the void of of Debaj as a as a warrior and somebody who would stand firm against Zaki Chan and and the crew. Zaki Chan is the 800,000 men that are on your guys' home country right now. Well, 8,000, 800,000 minus 800, because yeah. that's how many were inside the fortress you guys took. Oh, and for, for meta DMing here for a minute, the story of how Ferran wound up into the hands of, uh, of Loth and trapped there in this predicament is a story that you will have to come up with since you want to tell the backstory anyway, Zach. <laughs> I mean, like, I want to tell, like, how Malachi brought uh, for... Well, you got oh, the... is this a flashback episode? You'll... No, no, it, it, it's current day. But you'll be able to tell that story maybe as a, a tweener between uh, season two and season three. Yeah, my own one shot. Yay! So anyway, back to Barry and his hard decision. I will say, Ferran, in the time that we have known you, in the time that I have gotten to know your face, you've been a good man, you've been a hero, and the only thing I can say is, 
I'm so terribly sorry. And I take the dagger and... Well, how high up on the ceiling is he? He can stand on the altar and... I I stand on the altar, I take the dagger, and I stab Ferron through the chest. As you... Through his heart, and as you do... Blood spews from his from his chest, dripping down his leg onto the altar that you are standing on, Barry. And the altar that you're standing on is starting to glow. As, get off, get off, get off. As Ferran takes his final breath and his head looms, you hear Baba Yaga scream exultantly, Yes! I promised you, Queen, that you may be free, but your days are still limited. As all of a sudden you see a glowing shadow coming from the altar. It first first takes the form of a spider, but then morphs into a woman in long flowing robes. Beautiful drow female. And she turns around and says, you have sealed your own fate. Zaki Chan shall own this realm and bend me to me. And as she says that, Baba Yaga quickly opens up a gateway and yells for you guys to haul ass out. Malachi's first one and gone. It's like a little cartoon thing where you see dust cloud. (laughs) (laughs) I follow suit to the gate. I follow as well. All right, you guys haul ass out, and she turns around behind you and says, I have given you the opportunity, but the rest is yours. And she slams shut the the, uh, celestial gate. You guys find yourself back in the room that you were at. But you no longer see uh, Umbra, Umbra there anymore. Instead, you see stacked neatly in a corner a pair of armor and a pair of long swords and a cloak, and laying next to it, curled up in the fetal position, is a naked man with white hair. His back to you. Shivering and breathing very raspily. I'm gonna walk up to him like slowly, comfortly, and like just put my hand on his shoulder. I'm going to grab the cloak or whatever there is to to cover him, like Right. Who is this man? I shaking, turn to like so. shaking and slowly reacting to not only the cloak but the hand, the, the the gentle hand on his shoulders. He looks up to you with amber-colored eyes, and you recognize the face of Debaj. But you also notice that in Debaj's hands, he's got his hands tightly clasped like this. He looks directly at Malachi, opens his hands. And laying in his hand is a silver key. And Debaj says, for every evil, there is also light. Flash cut back to the lost realm outside of the Lone Drow Tavern. People are just starting to wake up and start their days. And they notice lying at the doorstep of the Lone Drow is... Ferran takes Onalus, who takes a rapid breath and looks up and realizes he is home. And that's my one shot. So is the Baj back to life now? The Baj is alive. But he looks old. 
No. He looks like he's been through shit. He has. Mm. He's got white and amber eyes. And uh, he still looks fit. He doesn't look like he's like, you know, 100 years old or anything. So me and Debaj will now start a gang called the White Manes. The White Manes. But the biggest thing, the biggest thing that the, the, the protector brought back the guy who can close the gate and protect the gate. But he's not the trade-off. That key is. It's there, the key to unlock the other gods. It is the key to unlock the gods of good. And now that I know that, you see Malachi looks completely shocked. It's the Holy Grail. It's a key. <laughs> it's the Holy Grail. Can you drink from it? It's not like that. <laughs> they call it the Holy Grail because this key's been gone, lost away throughout different dimensions. You still can't drink from it. And Baba Yaga <laughs> gifted it to you because the only well, way to find it was somebody who who died had to bring it back. And the only way to bring somebody back was with the Stone of Protection. And a stone of rec- protection required a sacrifice to bring back. <laughs> Laws of equivalent exchange. <laughs> so well, hey, I so like it's that. It's only seven o'clock. Who wants to continue with the Tower of Celestials? Hell yeah. Well, it's actually eight o'clock. I mean, I'm done. Where I'm at. Well, we got the Bosch back, so let's let's put him on test run now. <laughs> well, yeah. we'll see how that works out. But first.